0: And now, here's your host, Steve Noble.
1: Uh,
0: if not him,
1: then who? <laughs> God, wham! There goes the music. If not him, then who? If it's not Joe Biden, and it is, <laughs> then who? What, what do the Democrats do in this situation? Uh, Lord, help us. Because uh, we this is uh, just remarkable. Is it not? An uh, 80-year-old, increasingly decrepit old man. No offense to those of you that are 80 and older. Uh, At the end of his uh, lifespan, statistically speaking. And of course, he couldn't come out and do an actual live announcement because he can't do live stuff without it becoming painfully obvious that the guy uh, mentally and to a certain degree physically, is in rapid decline, uh, as Sean Hannity likes to say, a cognitive mess. But that doesn't matter anymore. You've got the president of the United States who's a cognitive mess at 80 and in decline. That doesn't matter. Run him again. John Fetterman, who had a major stroke uh, the May before the election last year. That doesn't matter. Run him again. And then you've got various transgenders and people with deeply seated emotional and mental issues. Uh, in high office and high places of power, throughout the Biden administration, and then you know they're throwing their uh, Bud Light and, and Dylan Mulvaney, and you just we just live in crazy world. It's just crazy. So uh, me being a glutton for punishment, uh, I, I watched this with my civics class earlier today. We're gonna for those of you on Rumble and Facebook live, we're gonna you'll see it. Uh, we'll watch this together. But you on radio, you'll listen to it. Listen to the content of Joe Biden's reelection announcement. Listen to the things that he says. Listen to how he says it. Try to pick up on any themes. And then I think I'll open the phones up. I've got other things I want to talk about in terms of this, about the president and several different uh, opinion pieces, and, and including one from the editorial board at the New York Times going after Biden's age. That's kind of wild. The New York Times. It's bizarro land. Uh, so just check this out, if you can stomach it. Sorry, I, I, I'm not taking any delight in this, but uh, we need to do it. We need to talk about this very serious issue. All right, are we ready? Here's, uh, jo- here's uh, Joe Biden's announcement, trailer, whatever you want to call it. Here we go, January 6th footage, of course.
0: Freedom, personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security, that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books, and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we are in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are the question we're facing is whether in the years ahead I agree we have like more freedom or less freedom more I, rights or fewer I agree with that I know what I want the answer to be and I think you do too this is not a time to be complacent that's why I'm running for re-election what? what was that? I know America I know we're good and decent people I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing Thank us. You. Every generation of Americans have faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. Oh
1: yeah, go all hip here. Check it out. Yeah. Funky Joe. We
0: the people not the side. This is Joe
1: relating to the kids. Joe with the people. Out there with the people. So if you're
0: with me, go to JoeBiden.com. Let's finish this job. I know we can, because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing, we cannot do if we get together.
1: All right, that—that's enough. All right, stop.
0: <laughs> Let's finish the job. I know that we can. Let's finish the job, that's the job. We got a lot of work to do. We got MAGA extremists out there.
1: We got, they want to cut social security. They want to uh, destroy women's health. They want to—they're uh, banning books. Uh, they want to tell people who they can love. They want to make it more difficult to vote. I mean, now the, 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 does it sound like I'm being disrespectful of my elders? Does that sound like elder abuse there? Like poor, um, poor demeanor for a follower of Jesus Christ to do that? Am I mocking the guy? I think I'm impersonating the guy. And the guy does not sound good. He sounds weak. He sounds old. He's, he's slurring his words. He doesn't speak clearly. Of course he can't come out and do a live announcement. Of course, because then he would have to or should, not that have to matters anymore, with these folks, uh, but then he would have to do it in front of a, a, a crowd, an audience, They can't really draw a crowd, but an audience and reporters and ask some questions. No, we can't do that. Can't do that. So uh, now that you've heard it, and uh, that was his uh, trailer preview re-election bid announcement video that came out this morning. What are your thoughts on that? This is the United States American America in 2023. You have an 80-year-old running for office. He'll so turn 81. He would be 82 uh, when the election is next year, uh, and he'd be 86 when he would finish if he got a second term, and I'm not so sure he won't get a second term. What do you think about this whole thing? What do you think about Joe Biden? What do you think about his age? What do you think about that announcement? How do you feel about your country that this is where we're at? 866-348-7884. would love to hear from you. 866-348. Hey, it's Steve. Back is Steve Noble. This Steve Noble show. What did we get in there? That three minutes video production, uh, re-election campaign video from Joe Biden. MAGA extremists cut Social Security. you Republicans, you want to get rid of women's health? You're banning books. They're banning books. Uh, tell people who they can love. Right. Yeah. That's happening all the time. And and making it more difficult to vote. So there's just most of that's just totally bogus. I'll get into that. Cutting Social Security is bogus. Standing up for the right to vote is bogus. Banning books, also bogus. Uh, freedom is fundamental. We'll get into that. Uh, the things that he said there. This was just uh, a Daily Signal article. Just fact-checking four claims from his re-election announcement. But what did you think of that? What do you think about the fact that Joe Biden is, uh, is in the game? Uh, he's 80 years of age right now. The average life expectancy for men in America. Uh, he, well, he's passed it. Okay, the average life expectancy for men in America is 74 and a half. That's sobering. And then for women it's 80.2. So uh, on average it's about uh, you know 78 or so. He's past that. And if he were to win and uh, then he'd have another four more years. He's got almost two more years left to go. So uh, 82 and 86. So pushing 90. It could, I mean, I don't think he's capable of doing the job now. He's got a whole lot of propping up, going on, and limited public appearances. But what do you th- what do you think about his announcement? What do you think about the fact that he's running? Do you actually think that he would lose? do you, Do you think if Donald Trump wins the uh, Republican primary that he that he would beat Joe Biden? I mean, this this is pretty amazing that we have a rapidly declining old man in the White House who's running again. How does that? What do you think of that? How does that affect you? What do you think of this country? What do you think of Biden's announcement? What do you think of the way he sounded? How did he sound to you? 866-348-7884. I would love to hear from you during the show today. Just get your read on that. Biden running again. 80 years of age. 80 years of age. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. 866-348-7884 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. And do you think the odds are pretty good that this old man... Uh, no disrespect meant to all you older folks out there if you if you happen to be that age, if you're 80-ish or more. I'm not trying to show you disrespect. I just don't think an 80-year-old, any 80-year-old for that matter, should be in the White House. What about Trump? What about Trump? Yeah, when he's 80, 81, 82, now Trump's an abnormal thing, but when you start talking about this... you, you do you set up do you set an age or do you do a cognitive test, a strenuous cognitive test, which is what the New York Times editorial board has said? Uh, so I'm going to get to some of those articles in reaction to this. But curious what you think about Joe Biden. Batter up. Old Joe's back at it. Uh, he's going to run a, another basement campaign. And what do you think about that in his age and how he sounded in his announcement? Eight, six, six, three, four, eight. 7884 or 866 34 Truth would love to hear from you today. 866 348 7884 or 866 34 Truth. Remember, I, th- this is never me versus you when you call in. It's just m- me being legitimately, honestly curious about what you think about this particular situation. So I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to try to make you uh, sound silly or anything. I just want you to share what you think. Come let us reason one to another, as the Old Testament says. And that's what I would appreciate today if you'd call in and share how you think about this Joe Biden announcement at 80 years of age, how he sounded, what he said, 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to uh, Clay's calling in. Clay, nice to hear from you. Go ahead, my friend.
2: Well, brother,
3: what are my thoughts? Um, I'm not sure really know how to present my thoughts because I I was listening to um, you know, yesterday, uh, somebody earlier in the day, uh, Brother Matt, um, I first of all, let me say a God-given appreciation and a God-given thank you for you uh, for being part of this wonderful Truth Radio ministry, um, because, uh, you know, you and I have known each other since I guess I first found it, um, and shortly after I found it, I was able to meet you for the first time, and I'm thankful to the Lord for that. Amen. My thoughts, um, slightly limited. Um, uh, You know, I get asked certain things like, well, what are your thoughts about presenting something like this? Well, first of all, I think you you need got to be in prayer about it and and then figure out what your next route is going to be. But, um, you know, it was interesting to hear what was shared yesterday because uh, some things that were shared really got my attention and and it shook me a little bit. Um, because of knowing what has been going on since Sleepy Joe has been in administration and knowing what I know from other people that have shared their heartfelt thoughts inside of their heart um, about what the overall situation is. We, this country, believe it or not, is being slowly driven into the ground. How, yep. Are yep. people? Our are, are people, you know, it's talking about how, Um, certain things in scripture are unfolding before our eyes. You know, I I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, Brother David Fisher, a dear friend of yours, presented to us um, a little little over a year ago about the word inflation. And he said we were in the baby stages of inflation. Have we not seen the escalation of that? You've seen the prices of milk go up, prices of apples. I'm just giving a small You know, piece of the puzzle of what has been going on. So our people are right with that. People making the decision that they made to insert this individual into the position that he's in that has caused this country to. It's like watching, you know, when when an airplane, a fast plane takes off, it has to go at certain speed. But when that plane's coming in, you're watching the slow, right, <laughs> uh, descending motion. Yeah. So you're seeing that, but it. And, and with Which what is when you see. On, and
1: let me just jump in there, Clay. When you when you watch anything with Bi- with Biden, or or if you happen to watch or heard the announcement that I played at the beginning of the show, what are you thinking about him when you see him? Uh, when you hear him, what are your thoughts about him? Just as where he's at as an eighty-year-old, how does that hit your radar screen? What do you think of him when you're listening to it? Forget the content of what he's saying. I just mean the fact that he is uh, as old as he is, and he and he communicates the way that he does.
3: Okay, hey, if, I can, if I may insert something there.
1: Yeah, I got My about a minute. Aunt
3: who who was ten weeks away from me in '94? She was very smart. She was. I just don't see the the um, the effects. Of that, um, I mean, because you're – I feel that part of that is stagnated, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm not meaning – I'm not going to judge him, but you know what? I think it's time to really step aside and and let somebody else who has the acknowledgement, who has the insight, <laughs> yeah. because he's getting – he's getting what he's getting. All this stuff that he's getting – is from somebody else. And right, those that's,
1: people. That's exactly right, it, and that's a great point, Clay. It, I'm up against the break, so I got to let you go. But th- that's a really great point. I appreciate you, Colin, as always. Is you know th- th- how much of Joe Biden is actually doing anything? And Clay, if you can hold through the break, uh, uh, sorry, Chris, calling in from New York. If you can hold through the break, I'll get to you right on the other side of the commercial break. But when you listen to that, I mean, and, and uh, I'm going to judge him all day long in terms of his cognitive ability and how he communicates and what he sounds like. That 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 doesn't take us into a sinful judgmentalism. That's just rightly judging. And the man sounds old and weak and tired. And it's obvious that he's losing cognitive ability more so every day, every week. And that's a big issue. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, just catching reactions to the 80-year-old president's announcement that he's running again. When a good chunk of the country uh, polled across uh, lines, across Republicans, Democrats, uh, independents, 70 percent said, yeah, no. Uh, and only 26 percent said, yeah, run, Joe, run for only 47 percent of Democrats when you isolate it. Want him on the ballot, so the vast majority of everybody, both sides of the aisle, doesn't want Joe to run, but Joe, with his video trailer today, decided to run. What's your reaction to that, being as old as he is? 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Chris calling in all the way up in New York. Chris, thanks for calling, man. Go ahead.
3: Hey,
2: Steve. How you doing, brother?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
2: Oh, just ducky. You better won't be able to stand it, man. But, uh... Hey, um, listen. If you if you really want to know what I think of Biden's speech, and I know you may think I'm crazy for saying this, Joe Biden did not win the election. I'm sorry, you can't. objectively look at Trump's rallies with like forty thousand, sixty thousand, yeah. sometimes more than that at one rally, and tell me that Sleepy Joe, who stayed in his basement the entire flipping campaign, <laughs> beat Trump. When Trump's going around the country running sometimes four and five rallies a day. You can't tell me anybody with any half a marble rolling around their attic knows that Biden did not win that election. Okay, so that being said, everything that this dementia man does is illegitimate, about as illegitimate as he is. So you will never hear out of Chris's mouth, this guy right here, you will never hear the P word in Biden's name in the same sentence.
1: let me ask you a question right quick chris given given what you're saying about the last election uh do you do you think are are, are fair elections off the table from now on out now it's just an oligarchy and the inside track which is from the democrat side is just going to rule from now on doesn't really matter who they put up there just like it didn't matter with fetterman a guy that had a major stroke in may wins the election in november he's in the hospital in january uh, have you given up the, on, on just thinking we can have fair elections?
2: No, no, sir, I haven't because I still think that. Okay, let me say it like this, brother. You're a Christian, okay? You you uh, you believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, like I did. Now that being said, who God anoints, He appoints. Joe yep. Biden can call himself a steaming pile of manure. I don't care what he calls him. Joe Biden is like the guy that shows up to the football game, never runs a play never scores a touchdown, but yet he sits on the bleachers and they hand him a little participation trophy <laughs> saying, well, here a little, Johnny. I appreciate you, know you calling.
1: <clears throat> Go ahead, finish up.
2: All right, sir. You All
1: can right, finish up. Go ahead.
2: Say, a, this, this shows you how bad Biden's cognitive function is. Uh, Obama is spoon feeding him in his ear what to say, and he's still flubbing that up. <laughs> but as far as to answer your question, sir, yes, we will have free and fair elections because right now we're going through an exposure time. God is exposing the corruption and the fraud. And once we get to the other side of this painful experience, in our country yes sir we will have
1: free and fair elections again chris god bless you thank you for calling in man i appreciate it god bless
2: you brother
1: thank you so much have a great day and and i hope we get there too i hope we get there too it'll be a challenge uh and now i i've said this so many times but i'll say it again in the last election i don't think there were hardly any biden voters i think everybody was a trump voter either for or against and and Trump just has the ability to do that. Trump has the ability to bring out both sides. And so I, I don't think it really had much to do with Biden at all. I think it had everything to do with Trump, which is one of the things that concerns me about Trump winning the Republican primary and going up against Biden uh, a year from November. Let's go to Cautilus, who's uh, calling in also from North Carolina. Thanks so much for calling. Go right ahead. Are you there? Mm. They're there. I'm going to put them on hold. You you check that, Grayson, if you can see if they're still there. All right. Look, this is from The New York Times. (laughs) The New York Times has been freaking me out here recently. Uh, Only 47 percent of Democrats want to see Joe Biden on the ballot. All right. We know that. We talk about that. Uh, But many Democrats, particularly younger ones, are worried that he will simply be too old to be effective in a second term, which would end when he is 86. My problem with him running is that he's just so old, one Democrat told pollsters. No kidding. That may uh, be deeply unfair. People age at different rates. And in Mr. Biden's case, it's impossible to deny that politics and conspiracy theories rather than facts fuel at least some of the concern. Remember, this is The New York Times. But candidates shouldn't pretend, as Mr. Biden often does, that advanced age isn't an issue. Mr. Biden is 80 now, the oldest American to serve as president, and even supporters, including the political strategist David Axelrod, have expressed deep worries that his age will be both political liability in 2024 and a barrier to a successful second term. If Mr. Biden runs again, again, this is the New York Times, as he recently said he intends to, this is from April 22nd, obviously, questions will persist about his age until he does more to assure voters that he's up to the job. Mr. Biden's age makes him an outlier, even in an era when the nation's political leadership is getting older. The current Senate, where the average age is second oldest since 1789, the House, where the average age is 57 and a half, is the third oldest. By comparison, the average age in the United States is 38.8 years. That's the average age of Americans, 38.8. And you, you get got a guy that's almost 50 years older than that. Back to the New York Times editorial board. Concerns about age, both in terms of fitness for office and being out of touch with the moment, are legitimate. As Mr. Biden acknowledged in an interview in February with ABC News, his standard line repeated in that interview is, The only thing I can say is, watch me. But Mr. Biden has given voters very few chances to do just that, to watch him. And his refusal to engage with the public regularly raises questions about his age and health. The usual White House House method of demonstrating a president's mastery is to take tough questions in front of cameras, but Mr. Biden has not taken advantage of that opportunity, as the Times reported on Friday. He has held fewer news conferences and media interviews than most of his modern predecessors. Since 1923, only Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan took fewer questions per month from reporters, and neither represents a model of presidential openness that Mr. Biden would want to emulate. No, he doesn't do that, does he? Nonetheless, as Mr. Biden, this is near the end of this, this is at the editorial board at the New York Times. Nonetheless, as Mr. Biden nears his actuarial life expectancy, uh, he's past it, concerns about his ability to handle the demands of campaigning in a potential second term are unlikely to disappear. Only a combination of performance and complete candor will change the minds of skeptical voters. And what are they calling for? That he should be taking a test, a cognitive test. Last paragraph, New York Times. If he runs again, Mr. Biden will need to provide explicit reassurance to voters. Many of them have seen family members decline rapidly in their 80s. Americans are watching what Mr. Biden says and does just as he has asked them to do. Yes, correct. Thank you, New York Times. And he's failing that all over the place. All over the place. This is from uh, Joseph Curl at Daily Wire. This is kind of funny. <clears throat> uh, this one. Biden running for reelection is elder abuse. That's Vivek Ramaswamy said that. So check this out. Uh, This is, let's get to this part. One Republican presidential candidate thinks that's tantamount to elder abuse and claims that Biden isn't really running the show anyway, to Chris's point from New York, and I would agree. Quote, it's a myth that Joe Biden is actually running for president. He's not, Vivek Ramaswamy said Monday on Fox News. It's just the managerial class using Joe Biden as a front to advance its own agenda. To them, Biden's cognitive impairment isn't a bug, it's a feature. Let me say that again. To them, the managerial class, the swamp, the insiders, the oligarchy, okay, to them, Biden's cognitive impairment isn't a bug. It's a feature. This is how the managerial class crushes everyday citizens, not with a bang, but with a whimper, he said. Ramaswamy was harsh, calling Biden a hollowed out husk. Quote, the administrative state more effectively controls its puppets when they are hollowed out husks of themselves. The fact that The fact that it's elder abuse is just a cost of doing business for Biden's handlers. It's revealing that the DNC refuses to host primary debates this year. They're spitting in the face of their grassroots base. Absolutely well said. Vivek Ramaswamy. Absolutely right. Uh, This was scary. Okay, this is my buddy Fred Zilanko. Been in radio and news talk for years. President Biden is only running as long as it takes to get a deal worked out, so he, Hunter, and the family... Uh, can avoid prosecution oh ouch susan rice then becomes the democrats uh out to replace joe and kamala she'll poll higher than the vp after doing the sunday morning political shows she's been running everything in the white house anyway she's been biden's special domestic counselor and she's an african-american woman the only one who can solve both problems the dems cannot run a male if biden steps aside because of the kamala problem very good analysis fred good job not a surprise at all. Pretty scary days here in the good old U.S. of A. Pretty scary that the Democrat Party is going down this road, eyes wide open. But like Vivek said, (laughs) it's a feature. It's not a bug. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. And and like I've said before, I, I... if you catch me doing that, I, 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 when I'm talking about Joe Biden or, or Dylan Mulvaney, whatever the, the guy that thinks wants to think he's a girl who is the Bud Light guy. And now he's doing I think it's L'Oreal. I can't remember which cosmetics company I, I talk about just so disrespectful and disgusting to women <clears throat> that all it takes to be considered a woman and, and to get awards and to be and to be compensated highly for it. And to all of a sudden be a media darling all over the place. All it takes is, is for a guy to throw on a bunch of makeup and call himself a woman. Then we push all of the actual women aside. And then the, so once again, it's just a man's world, I guess. Right. And ladies, you're just living in it. That That's kind of what it seems like with all this madness. But that's where we're at. So I, when I talk about Dylan Mulvaney or I talk about Will Thomas, who the media would call Leah Thomas, and I talk about Joe Biden. And when I say he's just an old fool, because he is, and he's being used and abused, and I would include uh, Jill, his wife, in that in that group as well. I, I don't, I'm, listen, this isn't a regular secular talk radio show. There's, there's the Holy Spirit inside of me fighting against my flesh, where there's all kinds of things I want to say five days a week, and I choose not to. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm like, because mm-hmm, I'm always like, I, okay, I've got a witness as a Christian, which there's plenty of ways that I don't handle that well. We, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We all got issues there. But I, I don't enjoy saying a bunch of the things that I feel like I have to say about these subjects, but they're truthful. And because they're truthful, I'm going to say it. I owe that to the Lord and I owe that to you. And I owe that to anybody listening or watching is the truth. It's the truth that sets people free not your uh, fear of retribution or what people are going to think of you. That doesn't help anybody. The truth, just like the truth of the gospel, you're broken. You're a sinner. You've violated God's law all up and down the coast, both coasts in north and south. You're completely hosed. (laughs) You are damned. You're going to hell. But there is a way out. All right. That's just the truth. Most people don't like to hear that. That's not seeker-sensitive, but it is the truth. Remember this. I think this is a super important quote that I pulled from this last article from The Daily Wire by Joseph Curl. This was Vivek Ramaswamy, a tech guy, who is running in the Republican primary. To them, Biden's cognitive impairment isn't a bug. It's a feature. You're going to hear me say that a lot. I'm keeping this one. Keeping it right here on the desk. To them... Biden's handlers, the Democrat Party. Biden's cognitive impairment isn't a bug, it's a feature. Oh, man. That's where we're at, here in the good old U.S. of A. Joseph Curl also wrote this one. In re-election video, Biden 80 talks our generation. Just what generation is that? The 80-year-old, who would be 86 at the end of his second term if he wins, featured this pivotal line. Every generation has a moment where they have to stand up for democracy, to stand up for their fundamental freedoms. I believe this is ours. Ours? Joseph Curl writes, ours, Mr. President, you were born, get this, in 1942, which makes you part of the silent generation. Next came the baby boomer generation, then Generation X, then Millennials, then Gen Z, and finally Gen Alpha. So your generation, Mr. President, was like five generations ago. Later in the ad, Biden says, this is our moment. Exactly whose moment would that be? Joseph writes, the average American is 38.5 and a half years old. That's less than half of Biden's age. And 83.3% of Americans are 64 years old or younger. Just 16.7% of Americans are 65 or older. And a minuscule 2.43% are 80 years plus. So what generation is ours? What's Biden talking about here? Biden's generation makes up just 2.43% of America. The decisions Biden is making now and could continue to make until 2029, let that sink in, he most likely won't live long enough to ever feel their effects. True. And what does Joe Biden, a multimillionaire with multiple mansions who has nursed off the government teat since 1974 when he first started getting paid by you, the taxpayer, know about, quote-unquote, our generation? Biden is more out of touch than anyone could have imagined and grows more distant every day. The three-minute campaign ad is laughable not only for its bald-faced lies but for its phony folksiness in which Biden calls on our better selves to unite, followed by vicious attacks on the 74 million people who didn't vote for him in the first place. Quote, I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity, unquote. (laughs) Biden said before he launched into a tirade in which he treated half of America's America with little dignity. Quote, there's nothing more important, nothing more sacred, Biden said. It shouldn't be a revolution. But, you know, around the country, MAGA extremists, he said, are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security that you paid your entire life for, while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, like killing babies, banning books that are showing second graders about homosexual sex, and telling people who they can love all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. What? Well, where to begin with that mess? Lies, lies, and more lies. The president and half the people goes on to malign more Americans. Quote, when I ran for president four years ago, I said we're going to battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer, he said. Biden's presidency has been a joke from the beginning. You don't need to wait two more years to ask yourself the question Ronald Reagan posed when he ran for office in 1980. Of course, you know that one, right? Are you better off today than you were four years ago? <laughs> Unequivocally, and most Americans said, no. And the other question you should ask yourself is, when Joe Biden says our generation, just what the heck is he talking about? Since his generation is made up of 2.3% of the populace. All right, speaking of lies, let's just look at a couple of these. This was in the Daily Signal. Uh, Number one, cutting Social Security. Remember this from the State of the Union address? Around the country, Biden says, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security. House Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy repeatedly has said that Social Security and Medicare are off the table in lawmakers' budget and debt ceiling negotiations. Right. Biden made a similar claim February 7th during his State of the Union address and was fact-checked in real time by members of Congress who booed and shouted, Liar! Remember that? It's a lie. It was one Republican floated an idea, I think it was Chris out of Florida, that maybe we should look at renewing Social Security Medicare <clears throat> every five years. Like, how's this thing doing? Renewing it, not flat-out cutting it. The Florida Republicans' proposal didn't sing out single out Social Security, but it also... Uh, didn't include a caveat for Social Security or any other budgetary item. However, Republicans didn't adopt the Scott plan with that best vague references to Social Security as an official campaign document. So that was a lie. It was a lie when he said it at the State of the Union. It was a lie in his heavily produced video that he released this morning because he can't stand and talk in front of a live audience for very long. Number two, stand up for the right to vote. What Like, what is that all about? The MAGA extremists want to take away numerous freedoms all while making it difficult for you to be able to vote. What? The president doesn't specify who or what would take away anyone's right to vote. But in the past, he's been highly critical of state election reforms, such as expanding voter ID requirements and maintenance of vote maintenance of voter lists. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. I mean, really? And then they talked about like Georgia. They had they set a record last year for the number of people that voted in Georgia. Remember all that? The Georgia, the Georgia voter election. Uh, changes are draconian. They're trying to take black people back to Jim Crow laws and poll taxes, literacy tests. They're they're shutting down voting and uh, they're going after the black folks down there in Georgia. In Georgia last year had the highest voting numbers it's ever had. It's just a bald faced lie. Number three, banning books. Biden apparently was referencing Republican support for pro-life policies and alluding to opposition by some Republicans to same-sex marriage. What's more of a stretch is the accusation that Republicans want to ban books. It's not clear how Biden defines book bans. What isn't occurring is a common definition of a ban. What has happened is that officials responding to parents' protests have removed some books with adult content from school libraries. (gasps) But you can't do that in the progressive Democrat Party. You cannot do that. You cannot pull a single book, no matter how disgusting, perverted, pedophilia, whatever is in there, you can't ban it. Because the minute they agree to take a single book out based on that kind of a moral understanding, what they did is just acknowledge that a moral uh, position, a moral statement, a moral plumb line can be used. And they can't do that. They literally can't do it. They can't say, they can't drop a hammer and say, no, that's wrong. The only thing's wrong is to take away things that are actually a moral position. That's why they're fine with killing babies right up to the point of nine months. And when you ban books, that's because you want to take books out of elementary schools that show them all about homosexual sex. I mean, graphically with cartoon pictures, unlike pictures, actual like drawings of all the kind of stuff that you probably shouldn't be imagining. And you know, they're banning books. You're darn right. You want to groom children. He doesn't know what he's talking about but his party does, they can't stop the train. It's on the tracks, killing babies, redefining marriage, transgenderism, pedophilia is up next. Mark mark my words, pedophilia is up next. That's why they're calling them not pedophiles, but MAPs, minor attracted people. That's why I shared that story the other day from the UN. That's next, mark my words. And then freedom is fundamental. Personal freedom is fundamental. Stand up for personal freedom, blah, 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 blah. blah. All that's vague. It's just claptrack stuff. However, during over two years in office, Biden has boosted regulation compared with his immediate predecessor, Donald Trump. In his first two years, the Biden administration imposed 517 regulatory actions at an economic cost of $318 billion, the Wall Street Journal reported. <laughs> Freedom is fundamental. That's all depending on who's defining the word. This is a train wreck, friends. Joe Biden announcing at 80s running for the presidency again is a train wreck. The fact that I think there's a very good chance that he would win is a train wreck. What do you do with a train wreck? Well, you better be registered. You better not be ignorant. You better be paying attention. You better do your homework. You better pray. And then you better vote. Because at least you can stand before the Lord at that point and say, I tried. I tried. Do not throw your hands up. Do not give up hope. As long as God is on the throne, which is forever, there's always hope. Boy, we should definitely be in prayer over all this stuff. It's a big mess. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.